Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and you find me sat squarely back behind my desk uh, where I would normally be to record this podcast. And it's a week where um, that started really on Sunday. So we'll talk we'll talk about Sunday's events and how they bled into, into Monday. And we've had back to school, um, we've had politics in space and we've had uh, new neckwear. Um, so we'll get on to all of that after we've had a little bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. So today I've been thinking a lot about what happened yesterday. And what happened yesterday was that I did a live podcast. Um, and how this came about was um, Steve Hogarth, who does the current Irish podcast um, that I work on, um, Marillion were having a, um, a, a fan weekend. So they were having something called a couch convention. So they have these weekends where they, um, in normal times, they will do three gigs over a weekend. Um, and people get together uh, in the UK and in parts of Europe and they do three gigs on three consecutive nights and then through the day there's, there's lots of other events going on. Now they've had to cancel the, the, the most recently scheduled ones um, but instead they thought they'd try and get all the fans together and they streamed three concerts over a Friday, Saturday and Sunday evening. But to give it the weekend vibe, they had lots of events going on over the course of the weekend, sort of, you know, quizzes and bass master classes and drum master classes and all manner of things involving different members of the band. And uh, and Steve and I agreed that we do a live version of the podcast as part of this weekend. So we um, we got a slot on Sunday afternoon and I went down to see Steve at his house and we we broadcast this this live recording of the podcast from his lounge. Um, and all all fine and, and nothing really uh, unusual in that uh, involved a little bit of a different tech setup but the the broad amount of it was the same it's the first time we've recorded together since we started because we've been locked down so um, it was nice to actually sit in one room and record it uh, and, and it brought a few extra challenges the reason why I'm talking about it is because I didn't really know what to expect in terms of numbers. I'd seen that they were getting five or six thousand people uh, tuning in uh, for the gigs and they were streaming the gigs live on YouTube. And there were about, you know, it, it was like a, a watch party in that respect. And they were getting about, you know, five, six, seven thousand people tuning in for the for the gigs. And I'd watched uh, a bit of one of the ones on Saturday night while I was preparing the meal and and it all seemed very nice and so I thought well if that's what they're getting for the the highlight of the the weekend then maybe you know maybe maybe a thousand maybe 1500 people might you know might tune into the to the live recording uh, and that seemed quite exciting um, and we get you know anything between five and seven thousand people listening to an individual podcast so you kind of did the maths and thought yeah that probably worked out about right um so we did the thing and i didn't really pay an enormous amount of attention to what was going on and we weren't reading the comments as they were coming in uh and we just got on with it and um you know and, and we did this hour and it, and it went by great and it was great fun thoroughly enjoyed it um you know certainly nice interesting thing to do and then came off and realised that we'd had somewhere in the regions of 2,000 comments on uh, on the thing as we'd been going along. Um, and thought, oh, right, wow. So actually we had a reasonable number of people. So maybe we did get 1,000 or 1,500 people or whatever it might be. Um, 
you're working on the assumption that everybody comments and some people comment comment a few more times. So that was, yeah, probably felt about right. And then the real shock came when I looked and realised that actually 35,000 people had tuned in to this live broadcast. Um, and that kind of stopped me in my tracks, as you probably would expect. When we started um, the, the, the podcast off, um, I knew we'd get reasonable numbers on the episodes because of how, you know, how well known Steve is. But um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, nothing prepared me for, for effectively 35,000 people around the globe, um, you know, just, just, just wanting to, just wanting to tune in. So um, that struck me and I, I, you know, I thought about that a bit on the, on the journey home and I found myself thinking about it all the way through the day today. Um, and, you know, you say it quickly and it's just a thing and people talk about, you know, YouTube videos with millions of views and this, that and the other. And and it could easily have just, you know, been me filming a dog or a cat or something or tripping over something and getting a, a gazillion views. But to, to, to get that number of people tune in for a, what was an hour long session, just, you know, just... Well, it's just knocked me sideways, if I'm being honest. Tuesday. It was back to school day um, in the short household today. And um, I think everybody was generally very excited to go back. I think the kids were very excited to go back. I think they really have missed it. And I think, um, you know, we were fairly comfortable that although I still have reservations about about the risks involved, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, so we were we were genuinely pleased when they were, you know, when both the boys were able to go back, um, and the way they came back into the house later on suggested they'd both had a really good day, and it was a it, it was really nice to see them, you know, operating on a level that they haven't operated on for for six months. Um, don't get me wrong, we had a very exhausted um, eight-year-old, um, a very grumpy, exhausted eight-year-old when he came in, um, and, you know, he took himself off to bed, which is unheard of fairly early. Um, but I think um, I think underneath of that, which was just a pure, a pure exhaustion thing, underneath that there was, a, a you know, a, a genuine, genuine relief on the part of, of them both to have been to have been back and hopefully long may it long may it continue uh we'll obviously we're going to be in a phase of measuring risk versus reward but i i do agree with the sentiment that uh schools should now be the last things that are closed we should we should ring fence as much as we can to protect the schools um so today's today's been nice um and you know I'm, I'm positive in that respect and i'm 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 very pleased um about about how it's all been handled and 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 the, and the way everybody's thought about it because i'm sure there was trepidation but it didn't seem to shine through particularly the one thing that was very weird very quickly was how quiet the house got in that moment um you know myself and my wife are both still working from home um, and yet, actually, because we weren't getting involved in helping out with bits of schoolwork or whatever was going on, and we both just squirreled ourselves away in our different spaces and got on with what we were doing, then it, it just went very quiet very, very quickly. 
Um, and that that probably was harder for us than it probably was, you know, for the kids. Um, because actually, we, we've got used. We got used to six months of, of being here and there being noise and it, there being constant things on the go and and all that kind of thing. So um, so that's probably the bit that's going to be going to take the getting used to. Um, rather than than actually the, the the prep because the kind of the getting back in the routine and the breakfast routine and getting books ready and all that kind of thing seem to go seem to go fairly well so we'll wait and see um, you know we'll wait and see how it how it pans out and we'll wait and see if we manage to you know to keep them in that space and I really hope I really hope we do uh, and then we'll just we'll just get used to you know essentially what would have been what would have been the norm? Wednesday. Brexit has taken us to some really strange places, but I don't know if it's taken us to many places as strange as where we are at the moment. Um, in the Internal Markets Bill, we've got something that theoretically just shouldn't be able to happen. We've got a government that was voted uh, in uh, with a majority to get Brexit done with a oven-ready deal, um, which was voted through in the first weeks of um, of the Parliament. Um, so um, they they campaigned on a, on on those three words on get Brexit done. That was the slogan. That was the whole thing. That was the soundbite uh, that essentially you know probably won won the election. Um, and you know, based on 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 the promise that that Boris made, that no, it's sorted. We have an oven ready deal. It's all organised and ready to go. And we now find ourselves in a situation where a piece of legislation has been brought to the House um, that unpicks a piece of legislation that the government passed, you know, not even ten months ago. So the things in the in in the withdrawal agreement, which referred to Ireland, which referred to all the things that were never going to happen, so the fact that Ireland wasn't going to be thrown under the bus and 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 all those things, and there wouldn't be a, border, a hard border on the island of Ireland, and all those kind of things that they said were never going to happen, which were quietly put back into with the withdrawal agreement, uh, and were, and the, and are now there in law. The Internal Markets Bill is trying to is trying to unpick those things. We're trying to unpick a, an, an international agreement that we've made, that we've entered into as a country, that we're now saying we don't want to be part of. Because actually, what we've finally done is read our own legislation, even though the legislation is the thing that we went to the country and said, "This is what gets Brexit done." And I don't quite know how we're in a situation where we're going to have a government that ultimately is going to say that we don't live up to our international obligations. So the law that we passed and the obligations we signed up to, we are now trying to unilaterally wriggle our way out of because we don't like it. But we were never going to like it because Ireland was always the sticking point. And although nobody spoke about it at all in the Brexit referendum, it was always going to be the bit where all this unraveled and that's exactly what it's doing it's unraveling so we're in the strange situation where we've got a government that now f might find itself with a piece of legislation it's trying to put through being thrown out by the house of lords because the lords is goes back to the to the conservative party and says you must honor your manifesto pledges 
that actually the House of Lords wants the government to honour the things it was elected on. Uh, and it just seems such a crazy constitutional situation that we find ourselves in. And I don't know what's going to happen, and I know it's quite a dry topic, but it's actually fairly explosive in terms of what it means for the country. This is like the prorogation of Parliament. This is, this is, this is a small cabal of people trying to break democracy, and we should be having none of it. Because this is, this is, this is not how the game works. This is not what people voted for. And if you can't deliver what people voted for, or if there's a hardcore of people in your party that don't want what you voted, you know, what you were voted in on, then tough. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. I'm, I'm, I'm furious. I'm furious about where this is going. I'm furious about, um, and it, and it, it's a bit like the rule of six, which has also come out today. Um, in the fact that huge swathes of things are being enacted without the proper um, sort of jurisdiction and without the, not jurisdiction is the wrong word, but without the proper scrutiny under the auspices of the fact that we're in some form of emergency emergency times. And it is it is very, very, very wrong. And people need to wake up. We cannot have what is going on at the moment because ultimately we all suffer and long-term we all suffer. Um, now, okay, I'm biased. I think Brexit is nonsense. But the fact of the matter is the Withdrawal Act that we signed up to, that we passed into law, that was an international agreement, had flaws. We knew it had flaws. You can't try and unpick that and say you're not, you're going to just apply the bits of international law that you like and not the other ones. Because that's not how democracy and law and order work. Thursday. I turned on um, the iPlayer and to my astonishment found out that um, the, 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 the big thing, the big headline item on the iPlayer was Battlestar Galactica. Now... If you're of a certain age, if you're my age, you'll remember Battlestar Galactica being a sort of early 80s kind of sci-fi. It was, I think it was Glenn Larson. So it's the same people who brought you things like the A-Team and all those kind of shows that we seem to get a lot of in the early 80s. And, you know, and there, and there were loads of them. But they remade Battlestar Galactica in the early, I think it was the early 2000s. And essentially it was the west wing in space it's a political drama it's sci-fi but it's not sci-fi because it's not sci-fi in that sense it's an absolute house of cards type of program um that talks to the lengths you would go to um if if you were a small group of you know the the, the last parts of civilization and what you what lengths you would go to to um to 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 keep that re remaining bit of civilization intact and 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 to keep those last few survivors um intact and and it's a it's very much a, um a, about um the tension between you know the rule of military and the rule of 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 democracy via 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 politics um and it's absolutely superb um and it's it's difficult um, I got quite addicted to this and watched it over a couple of months. There's quite a lot of series, uh, and the, and it's quite a it's it's a it's a big commitment. 
Um, but it's it's really if you can get past the science fiction bit and don't think about the science fiction bit, then actually what you get is a real political drama that could easily have been played out in the in the West Wing or could easily have been played out in the House of Parliament or as a scenario could easily have been played out in any number of countries in, in you know across the world right now because it touches on a lot of issues that I think have been prevalent in the last 10 or 15 in the last 10 or 15 years so um you know it's a weird thing for me to recommend uh, normally I would you know I'd recommend a film here I recommend something there something that might make me smile or something that this this if you can make the commitment to it uh is a truly um a truly you know groundbreaking piece of drama and yet doesn't get the recognition that some of the other you know if we think back of things you know like homeland and the wire and breaking bad and some of the other things that have really you know been considered to be you know um uh, Lost's another one, uh, 24, those things that really considered to be quite groundbreaking, then then there's no doubt that Battlestar Galactica is, is equally as groundbreaking as any of those things. And if you've got any interest in what's going on in the political sphere at the moment, then I would absolutely recommend that you give it a go. And when it's on the iPlayer, I would absolutely grab it because I've never seen it on any form of streaming network or what have you. So um, weird thing to, to recommend because at the same time, uh, yeah, we're not we're not actually watching it this time round. I've got it. I've I've got it on DVD, and I might start watching it again. But you know, at the same time, we're watching Gavin and Stacey, uh, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. You know, um, for probably about the third time, and it's uh, you know, and, and that has been fantastic. But if if you can, if you want a good thing to get your teeth into, then you could do a lot worse than go to the iPlayer and start watching. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Friday. It's Friday, and I've just been listening to a couple of the sections back that I recorded earlier in the week, and um, and I still feel as angry as I felt on Wednesday about everything that's going on um, in Parliament with regard uh, to the Internal Markets Bill. Um, but I did think I really was quite angry on on wednesday about it and uh and and so i'll try and i'll try and end on a slightly lighter note because after last week's you know on location slightly uh more philosophical um travelogue really um then this week seems to have, have hit quite a number of subjects um in you know if, in fairly quick succession and found me getting a little bit wound up about a few of them um so the only thing I can throw in your direction today um, that's a little bit softer uh, and, and 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 a little bit sort of um, I don't know what the what the word is. It's trivial is not the word because it's not a trivial thing. But I've I've bought I've bought two snoods or two neck scarf things, and um, I was in. I was in home bargains. The, the under eights football starting again tomorrow, and I was in home bargains because I was getting some uh, little bags of, um, you know, animal biscuits for the kids for the end of the for the end of the session. And I was getting a couple of other things of, you know, hand sanitizer and things I was going to need to run this football session tomorrow. Um, and while I was there, I, I somebody had had put down this, this piece of cardboard which had this this neck scarf around it. 
And and I'd been thinking one about one of these for a while because I, my brother-in-law, um, I saw him wearing one and thought, oh, that's a fan. That's I like that. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't realise you went in for those. And he said, well, the the reason is because it just makes it's a great alternative to wearing a face mask because you can just pull the thing up and cover your nose and mouth and it and it does the same thing. And and yeah, actually, it's not as much of a bind to you know to wear. Now, if you've listened to all the episodes, you'll know I've got a soft spot for scarves. Um, aside from the fact that I give them, they, I think they give me a slight European kind of, um, you know, edge. Um, I, I've always, I've always liked a scarf, and I will wear a scarf, um, not you know, a sort of thinner scarf, and I'll and I'll tend to wear that. Um, just you know, just uh, well, for most of the, for most of the period from September to March, really. Um, and you know, and the, and the, and these kind of neckerchief things achieve the uh, the same sort of thing. I mean, it's, as I say, it's like a it's like a snood, and the kids have the kids have had snoods for ages. They they were in for sport and what have you, and think they're great. And uh, so I picked two of these things up. I picked a blue one and a grey one up, and they weren't particularly expensive, and they're really nice material, and they're very soft and what have you, and and they certainly work out great. But I've I've been sporting this day, and I'm, I'm really quite proud of it. So, um, so my throwaway for the end of the week is is my snood, is my new neckerchief, neck scarf, snood, whatever you want to call it, that's going to double as my face mask, um, and, uh, and 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 I'm already quite quite attached to. So uh, you know, home bargains is the place to go, uh, and and I, and I have to say, and they, and it wasn't expensive, and I have to say they are they are fab. So that's that's kind of my um, slightly softer, um, you know, enter the enter the week uh, that isn't quite as charged as, as as some of the stuff I found myself I found myself talking about. Anyway, um, have a great weekend. Um, I think weather's going to be good, so enjoy your weekend. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to doing football with the uh, with the with the under eights. Uh, and so that that that'll be great, and uh, and a full week back at school next week, which hopefully is all going to continue in the in the right direction. So uh, so take care, and I will speak to you. I'll speak to you next week. If you've enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.